Now, how the hell that shit just start working? Yes, indeed. Leave it up to the people's tab, you feel me? <laughs> what the fuck? Now, can they black asses drop? Oops, my bad. I forgot. We're not supposed to be cussing. Oh, we can. Yeah. What did you do? So I'm not cold for this ass. You are. <laughs> can you tell me what you did? I went to. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> yes, sir. Dang, what's in the building? <laughs> do so you see why they call me the people's champ now, Tyree? <laughs> can you be quiet and tell me what you did? <laughs> I just, I just went to. Uh, I went down further. And then I went to invite friend, and then I just sent to the group chat. That's exactly what right. I did. Did y'all set up a URL link? No. And y'all profiles? No. Yeah, I did. What it was. Oh. Where the fuck is All Juwan? Right. Wait on Juwan, punk ass, and we can start. I can always like screen record it in there. There he go. Uh oh. <laughs> oh Lord. The business has started. Yes, sir. The pioneers of cap the best cappers in the world. What a time to be alive. <laughs> man, oh man. cap, I tell the truth. <laughs> so all right, Zach, do your introduction, man. Go ahead and kick the shit. Or the people's champion, go ahead. down. I'm glad this is a test run. Yeah. Niggas would have left our uh our channel. Well see, I would have started off like every everyone has a, has an intro, so I was gonna be like, yeah, we the pioneers of cap, you know, the best cappers in the world. Ask y'all how y'all doing, you know. Welcome ladies and gents. That's how you should start it off. Welcome ladies and gents. It's twenty twenty killer. <laughs> it's not the time to run the truck, Caleb. Hey, it's a test run, Tari. I said, ladies and gents. <laughs> That's not cold. What would, what would Tyson say, Caleb? The Gender is a social Tyson construct. Said. All right, I know what to do. Here we go, bro. Damn. I just feel like we need to start this shit over. So you want me to send the link again? Yeah, let's do that, bro. Zach, uh, you might, it might not work. Just leave it. Just leave it. <laughs> you said what? Just leave it and come it back? I'll work again, bro. It might not work. I, again, I'll leave bro. and come back. Hold on. Zach. What? <laughs> bro. All right, go ahead. Bastard. Bitch. What's going on, everybody? We got the pioneers of cap. You know, we're the best cappers in the world. We cap about sports. We cap about music. And we just cap about all types of shit. So we got our boy Caleb in the building. We got Tyreek. Yes, we got Jawan. We're missing Tyson, unfortunately. But, hey, we all here. So let's go ahead and get this shit started. So one thing about us is we're going to have controversy. We're going to argue. 
but that's just how we roll. That's it's just all out of love. So the the main thing that we argue about is usually just sports. So I don't know. Let's just go ahead and get into what our favorite teams are, or where we from, why we like those teams. So I guess we can go ahead and start that off with with Caleb for yes, basketball so specifically. Okay, okay, yes, sir. What's up, what's up, everybody? It's the People's Champ, Caleb Taylor in the building, and my favorite basketball team as of right now are the Houston Rockets. But another team that I like are the New Orleans Pelicans, or as why as why as why I like to say the New Orleans Soldiers. So I have a question for you, sir. Why do you why do yes, you like sir. teams that let you down in the playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> well, then. I've been a I've been a fan of the Rockets since the beginning. I'm talking about Steve Francis, Tracy McGrady, y'all mean you know the legends that made me a fan. I'm talking 22 game win streak Rockets, and so you know they they they're the team. Them and the Lakers, the Kobe and Shea Lakers, are the two teams that sparked my interest in basketball. So also being from Houston, Texas, the Rockets have my have had my interest since day one. Now the Pelicans. I don't know. I just got tired of the Rockets letting me down. So I was like, hmm, let me find a new team. And before before um, the Pelicans got Zion, I liked the little nucleus that they had as an organization with AD and DeMarcus Cousins. So I was like, man, let me keep my eye on them. And then the rest has been history from, like, since 2018. Okay, okay. Fuck with it. Uh, Tyreek. What you got going on over there? What teams you looking at? Why you like them? Hey man, how y'all doing, man? I'm from I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I lived in Houston. I lived in Boston. You know, I'm all over. Currently, I am a Patriots and Celtics fan. You know, because I lived up there the longest time of my life. So, you know, I'm, I'm repping them to the to the death. Okay. Okay. Then last but not least, we got our boy Jawan. Out of everybody, we know he's gonna stick to his opinion, and he's gonna say what he want to say, <laughs> and, it's gonna be blunt, and it's gonna be true. <laughs> so Jawan, who's your team? Why you like them? And what they gonna do this year, bro? Yeah, yeah, Jawan from the four four Atlanta, Georgia. You know, um, currently. I'm a Miami Heat fan, you know, and a Philadelphia Eagles fan. And uh had to go with Caleb. I'm I'm really liking them New Orleans Pelicans. I like what they got going on. As an okay. Yeah, so with the with the Pelicans, how many years do you think it's gonna take them to get right? You know, start building a little dynasty around Zion. We got Ingram, Lonzo, you know, they got a lot of young stars. So, what what y'all think is gonna happen with them? Me personally, the Pelicans, their dynasty starts in the front office. It starts at GM and it starts at head coach. They they've made all the right decisions from getting a great defensive player in Alonzo Ball, who can also who is also a, is a great passer, as we've seen from the half court alley. He throws a Zion Williamson, so he can get Zion to rock. And defend both ways. Random Ingram, he gonna do what we been on him to do since high school, since Duke, since he stayed on the Lakers. He's a Kevin Durant type player. He's slim. He can get to the rim. He can shoot. He's six ten. He just gets better and better. And you know, last but not least, the key piece, 
for Zion. You know, one thing about this Pelicans team is with Brandon Ingram, Zion, and um, Lonzo, and so on and so forth, all have had injury issues and histories. So for me, I feel like they need to get a very good training staff a better head coach because, in my opinion, Alvin Gentry is not cutting it. <laughs> and a better GM to continue surrounding that team on what it needs, veterans and shooters to complement the best players. That's my take on it. Man, uh, damn, Kayla almost fell asleep during that, man. <laughs> <laughs> man, let me wake the people up, man. The New Orleans Pelicans about two years away from contending. They definitely got a bright future. It just depends on Zion and them weak-ass knees. <laughs> if they can stay healthy, they're they going to be around for the next 10, 10 to 12 years, especially with Lonzo and Brandon Ingram. The coaching is all right, but it really, really comes down to that number one pick. And I know we got a Duke fan in the group, in the group too, on the podcast, <laughs> but you know. It all depends on that number one pick, on how far them boys go. What y'all think? Well, uh, I think man, they got a they got a nice core with Drew Holiday. You know, that's a a key veteran leadership that they need. Facts. But yeah. I think I I truly think if they can get a great center or build up Jackson Hayes, I think that. That'll put them in the right direction where they need to go. Yeah, I like Jackson Hayes. Um, you know, he shows flashes of energy. He wants to win. He's competitive. So I, I like what they're doing with him. They they got JJ Reddick too. So they have some veteran leadership out there. Somebody who can shoot because they don't really have any shooters like that besides him. So that's good for them to spread the sport. But um. I really don't think Zion Williamson is fully healthy. Like, just watching him play, it, it looks like he's still a little bit hurt with that knee. That he hobbles around a little bit. He's not as, as like, fast or quick off his first step. Am I tripping or y'all notice that too? No, I agree. I totally agree. He also needs to knock some of that weight off. Yeah. Yeah. As well. Yeah, they need to, you know, limit his uh his minutes moving forward, especially with the shit in Orlando. They gotta limit that. Um, when you talk about veteran leadership, JJ Reddick, he only he like thirty five, thirty six, so he probably only got like two years left. Yeah. So I think I think Drew Holiday gonna be that bridge for now and the future in terms of veteran leadership. Yeah, I'm over here cracking over that. Cracking open that beer. That's my bad for the, all the extra noise. But, yeah, I mean, this season was about to be interesting, too. So, this player sitting out. So, how do y'all feel about that? Players sitting out. It might really contribute to the who wins the season. This, this is true. Yeah. I say it. I'll say it. I can't be mad at players sitting out because your health – the social matters going on means more than a game of basketball. But at the same time, basketball has transcended everything we know the world to be, and it brings people together. So I honestly just feel like if you want to sit out, that's cool because, you know, you want to put your health first. But at the same time, if you want to play and give some something people that can enjoy in these tough times, that's, that's great too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. 
Um, I would hate for somebody to come back, and you know they're about to get a nice little contract, and they they rupture their Achilles or something in these eight games. So uh, I don't, you know, like you said, basketball does bring people together, and that's sort of a light in the you know darkness going on right now. So you know, I can see both sides. What you think, brother Jay? Yeah. Um. Yeah, at the end of the day, uh, family comes first in my eyes. So, yeah. everybody's looking out for their family at the end of the day. That's true. That's true. Um, I think the Lakers was going to take it all. Just if they have their best lineup in, they're not – they're unguardable. You can't match up with them. You have LeBron at the three. You have AD at the four. And you have Dwight Howard at the five. So, like – that's rebounding. That's defense. Paint presence. Just you. You can't match up with them. And you have the best player in the world. You have the best power forward in the world. And you have all the pieces around them. So I know people say the Clippers, but um, they don't really have the size. They don't have the teammate chemistry yet. It's just I don't think if the, the team of LA is the Lakers, the Lakers to me. What y'all think? So, so Zarek, you talk about the Lakers lineup, right? Mm-hmm. You praising Dwight Howard now? Yes, bro. Dwight Howard. Okay, so he he's coming off the bench. So what second unit can guard Dwight Howard off the bench? Also, you also said their lineup, right? So you only you didn't bring up the point guard or the shooting guard. So they don't even have a point guard. Danny Green and Rondo. Nobody can match up with that. Well, like we, we can go back. Veteran <laughs> leadership. They have a five lineup of just straight veterans. Oh man, that veteran leadership gonna put them. You know, that puts them over the top, huh? Yeah. What What team has won a championship without veteran leadership? I mean, they got yeah. enough with LeBron, but Danny Green and Rondo and Javale McGee. All right, Tyree. That's what we they got for the lineup. I just want to answer, answer my question, bro. What team has won a championship without any veteran leadership? Zay, I'm saying every team got to have veteran leadership, but there's some mismatches in that lineup that could be exposed. Okay, so let's put it this way. So we had the playoffs last year with the Nuggets and the Blazers. So it was really the Nuggets' first time in the playoffs. So we have a game seven situation. And Portland really won because the vets have been there and done that in the playoffs. They've had experience. They knew what to do when they and they knew they oh stuttering ass. But they did what they needed to do because they've been there before. Where was that veteran leadership against the Pelicans? It wasn't there. <laughs> oh, all right. They have been to the playoffs though before that though, right? But what year was that? 2016? 2017? No, that was three years ago. 2018. That was 2018, actually. That um, was like uh, Yeah, that was 2018. Yeah, that was 2018. That was the the year before last. So Boogie yeah, got Boogie. injured in 2018. Yeah, Boogie got injured 2018. <laughs> yeah, going into the playoffs. Yeah, okay, so okay. I did. Did the Trailblazers miss the playoffs in 2017, 2016, and 2018? Nah, so you talk about this veteran leadership, but where was this against a, a young Pelican team when they got swept? Man, teams fold. It happens to everybody. 
It happens to all teams. Okay. The the Lakers folded. The Lakers folded. The Celtics folded. Miami folded. Golden State even folded. When? Go ahead, Caleb. Say your point. My my whole point is, I mean, yeah, teams fold, but I agree with Tyreek on this one. Like, I feel like in the Blazers and the Nuggets series, that just came down to Dame being Dame and just saying, no, Portland, we're not going to lose this. And I also agree that, like, the Lakers do have more veteran leadership than, Kawhi, than uh, Kawhi and the Clippers, but at the same time, we can't point to Rondo and Danny Green. Because <laughs> at, this, at this point, at their stages in their career, Rondo, you could do with or without him. Danny Green, one game he hot, he hot as fire, and the, the next game he cold as ice. So, really, the Lakers was gonna go far on how the the Lakers success was measured on LeBron and AD, in my opinion. He over here bringing up point guards. Oh uh, yeah, we're gonna rely on Patrick Beverly to shoot corner threes. Yeah, if that's I'm, the case. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I see that side of the argument, but when it come down to it. Rondo and Danny Green are not going to decide the series, in my opinion. It's going to come down to AD. Angel <laughs> One, what you think of the top of the Western Conference, top of the East? Who, who is going to be at the top of both? I mean, well, the Bucks are solidified in that number one spot because I honestly don't think Toronto has what it takes to knock off Giannis. What about Boston? No, Tatum. I don't think Tatum has it has it yet. I, I gotta give him a little more time. But they got a they got a decent little team. I'm I'm, I'm gonna be honest. But in the I West it's definitely it's definitely the Lakers. But I mean, yeah. I don't know. I feel like Lou Will and Montrez for the Clippers. That's a that's a nice uh yeah. duo off the bench. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think anybody got, got anything to match up with those two. That's true too. Dan Green and Rondo. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Dwight and what JaVale McGee. <laughs> and you gotta consider they have Doc Rivers as a head coach. You know, you got that playoff experience. He's got a ring under his belt as a coach. He's been there, done that. He's basically the black Popovich, except a little bit under him. But Oh wow. Yeah, I mean really well, that was an egregious statement, in my opinion. I want to say he's a black Popovich. He's well, a top five coach. Yeah, I'll give you that. But my next statement was going to be, like, I feel like the Clippers and Lakers, it could go either way. It just all depended on matchups and who was going to show up and who was going to fall. Exactly. That's Paul, George played, Paul George played at two, and he's starting at the two? Yeah. And who started the two for the Lakers? But see, you can you can mix and match, you know. Yeah. See, look, that's the thing. That's why I think the Lakers got the advantage because the Clippers they can always go small because Dwight Howard not not there for that. Javale McGee not there for that. But AD he there for that. Like he could he can go out on the perimeter. He can space the floor on both ends. So it was really either or. It was do or die in my opinion. Yeah. Let's say the Clippers switch to small ball. For majority of the series, Dwight Howard and JaVel McGee are like ineffective. So it's like Well see, really you gotta put into consideration that Dwight Howard comes off the bench, he's not a starter. So I'm just saying him and JaVel, they both gonna be ineffective in small ball. Well the thing with that, you can put eighty at the five because you can, you can put him up against my Of course. That's what I'm saying. He's gonna have to play the five, but 
he gonna, you know what I'm saying? AD can't play 48 minutes. See, you can have Kuzma in too. They have Kuzma. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm licking my <laughs> Kuzma, boy. That's barbecue chicken. It really is. But see, when you put in that second unit, they got Lou Will and Montrez. I'm saying that second unit, unit like uh, like Brother Jay said, is deadly. Dwight Howard and Montrez Harrell would be a matchup, though. That depends on um how Doc feels, because Montrez starts sometimes. It just it all depends on how Doc Rivers feels tonight. Who do they have starting now? Zubox? Zubox. It yeah. depends on the night. <laughs> yeah. But I've seen I some games it. where he barely get five minutes of playtime. That's true. That is also true. That's I feel true. like when it comes down to crunch time, you want your best players on the floor. Exactly. And like Kawhi, PG, Lou Will, Pat Bev getting it in on the defensive end. Like sure. not trying to not trying to discount LeBron because every time the media has discounted LeBron, he's always showed up in every type of way. 2018, 2016. 2010? Like 20, all right, now. Nah. <laughs> 2011? <laughs> okay, I'll give you 2011. All right. But, all right. Getting out of hand. But, <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm just, like I was saying, it, was, it, was, it would have been a great series. It would have been a magnificent series is what I'm trying to say. Essence. Oh, it's going to happen. It's just not going to be as we thought it was going to be. Yeah. And in a neutral site. They need to have him like mic'd up or something, like <laughs> yeah. throughout the that's whole what, series. Like that's that would be live. Yeah, that's what's gonna make it entertaining. But since we've been talking about the West, not trying to take away from your jobs there, but you know, <laughs> I want to help you transition. How we feeling about the East? It's it's really the, you, uh, oh go ahead go ahead. I was just this was gonna be my last point because Jawan said something very interesting. He said he don't feel like Tatum got it yet. And I'm going to reserve my comments, and I'm going to let you speak, Tyree. But go ahead. What, what do you uh, see? I mean, yeah. Milwaukee, of course, is number one. But um, Toronto and Boston, right, there. You got you got Milwaukee on one level, and then you got Boston and Milwaukee on that second level. And I just feel with the right – I don't know, man. With Giannis in the playoffs, man, I got to see him not – can't fucking shoot. Oh, yeah, he got clamped up the last two seasons. Because season for last, he lost to Boston without Kyrie. So it's yeah, like, yeah. I got to I gotta see him, you know, have that playoff moment where he just, you know, dominate, shut all the critics up. You feel me? Toronto had that answer for him defensively. Of course, yeah. with Kawhi, but they also had a bunch of bodies. Mark Gasol, Siakam, OG, Anubi or whatever. Ibaka. Yeah, Ibaka. You know what I'm saying? And they still yeah. got all of them minus Kawhi. And they still second in the East. So, and they got a, a title. So, you know, they got that confidence, too, and experience. Yeah. So Pascal just, coming with a vengeance, too. Yeah, so it's like I got it. Like I said, I'm not going to sleep on Toronto. I'm not going to sleep on Toronto. Boston, of course, I would, you know, unbiased. Well, me being biased, of course, I want to see them win. But unbiased, I could see them taking this Milwaukee team probably to sixes. Five or six, six or seven, maybe. Just depend on the matchups. I mean, Giannis gonna go off, but it's like I'd rather Giannis go off and nobody else eat, as opposed to him have put up twenty eight, eleven, and ten. Chris Middleton put in twenty, Blesso put in fifteen. You know what I'm saying? Like the oh, whole team go off. Oh, yeah. I'd rather just Giannis go off. So they just gotta 
it just depends on you know on what what you what you feeling like Toronto last year made Giannis be the only person everybody else is ineffective and they clamped them up you know so it, yeah. it really just yeah. depends yeah, we'll see I like that Malcolm Brogdon addition I think that might be a game changer yeah Malcolm right he he with the Pacers right Mm. He, he, it don't matter now. He has COVID. Yeah, he with the Pacers. I thought he signed with the Pacers. I think he is with the Pacers. Yeah, Valadipo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what – okay, yeah, so that's where I was going going to. You can't sleep on Indiana either. But, see, Oladipo we'll, – we don't know if Oladipo going to be full string. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. And I don't want him to overexert himself and then get hurt again. Yeah, yeah, they have Sabonis, too. We don't know how Sabonis is in the playoffs, though. Yeah, that's also true. Mm. Yeah, and they got Miles Turner, the rim protector. Yeah, that is the, the rim protector. The poster child. <laughs> yeah, he brought this shit up because there was, like, a little poll of four teams, and I, I have the team with Miles Turner, and he going to talk about some. He's not no rim protector, but he top four in blocks. He can't cook by 25, Juwan. <laughs> you know who else a rim protector is, Eric? Christoph Porzingis. Rudy Gobert. <laughs> That's different, bro. <laughs> That's different. How? They both be getting dunked on. He's French. That's the difference. What that means, Eric? Oh, God. Don't get me started. Explain to the people what the French woman means before the we get The French woman. Pepe in the cube. <laughs> That's all the niggas focus about on the court. Tony Parker over there blowing kisses to to even Longoria. He not even focused. He fucking up. Was he focused when he got him three rings, Eric? No, he wasn't. He, he rocking Tim okay. Duncan at Ginobili's coattail. Right. <laughs> Tony Parker played a part. He made that lucky shot against uh, the Heat. That one game. That's the only thing I'll give him credit for. Is there when we get off this podcast? I want you to look up Tony Parker highlights. And I want you to look up what he did in 2013 when Steven Jackson hit six straight threes. And then he started looking him off and not passing what, to him. What about 2014? You talking about with, uh, Kawhi? Oh, okay. Kawhi you was in 2013, too. You, you talk about the 2013 finals. Tony Parker was all off. If we're being honest, uh, Tony Parker was the fourth best player on the team. Like in what year? In what year? What year? Both. There. If cool. we talk about the early, if we talk about the early championship, you got a point. The the back end championships, no. Like yeah, he's tripping. This nigga has Speedy Claxton playing over him in the finals. If we, the he got the finals MVP in 07 against the Cavs. Oh, uh, he the dollar got that too, and he he either, gave up thirty six points. Either him or Kawhi would have got it in twenty thirteen. Because in 2013, Tony Parker was hitting all the right shots. Yeah. Game one, hit that turnaround jump shot off his knee. Game six, hit that three. That's, that helps send it to overtime. Tony Parker liked that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He just don't like him. It's all right. What are you doing, Charlotte? Zay, that don't that's count. Charlotte. <laughs> Can't nobody do Charlotte ain't been nothing since Alonzo Morning. Kemba Walker. <laughs> Alonzo Morning. Kemba Walker. Jail Wallace. Kemba ain't doing nothing there. He he just to the playoffs. He just time. choked in Game Seven against the Heat that one series. Zach, if he had a team, maybe he wouldn't have choked. 
Yeah, Al Jefferson, he was an all-star. Zach, Al Jefferson, okay. Al Jefferson was a bucket. Zach, okay. When he was in Atlanta, right? Hell no. Jefferson was in Utah. He wasn't in there. You mean Utah? Wait, what's Caleb talking about? I know. They can't be confused. You're going to be thinking about Boys D.L. He's talking about Paul Millsap. Yeah, that's got to be what he's talking about. Or Al Horford. They were teammates in uh, Utah, though. Paul Millsap and Al Jefferson. Yeah. They had a nice little squad. They had AK. Darren Williams. Hey, Caleb, what's your point about the East? Oh, my, my point about the East was I really thought it was going to be a dog fight. Because, yeah. yeah, like, when you looked at the regular season, Milwaukee was just so dominant. I mean, at, at one point, they was on pace to win 70 games. But then you can't discredit the Celtics because Jawan said earlier, he was like, he don't think Tatum have it yet, which is fair. That's a, that's a pretty good assumption to make since it's so early in his career. But from what I saw in 2018, I feel like he ready. His teammates like Jalen Brown and so on and so forth, I feel like they might not be ready for that moment, but we wouldn't have known until we saw Toronto. They was pretty high coming into the playoffs. I didn't know they was that far behind Milwaukee in the standings. And then even though I didn't expect them to do anything, I wasn't going to count on Philadelphia because they gave the defending champions last year a run for their money. So I just felt like <clears> – <throat> Even though I had Milwaukee going to the finals, it wasn't the same bet because every team behind them, named Boston, Toronto, and Philly, they all have parts and players that could like really beat Milwaukee what we least expected. Yeah. Well, my thing is Boston has like twelve guards and forwards, so in the playoffs, somebody's minutes is gonna get dropped. You know, they got Smart, they got Hayward, Jalen Brown, Jason yeah, they Tatum. They're all going to get playing time. All of them. But see, who's going to close the game for them? What's Alonzo going to be probably, like? They're probably going to do small ball. And what's it called? Um, Like, dudes like Brad, Brad Wanamaker, Grant Williams, they're not really going to get as much playing time as, as uh, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Gordon Hayward. Hey, shout out to Grant Williams from Charlotte. Yeah, so like you know, of course Kimba gonna be in there. Uh, of course Jason Tatum, of course Jalen Brown, Carson and Edwards. You said who? Carson Edwards. Bro, he like five four, Zach. So was Isaiah Thomas. Zach Thomas a different breed, but that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> but AK, look, I had a, I had a, a counter statement to your statement. What's up? You said the um. You said you didn't want to count out the Sixers, right? Yeah, I didn't. And they also lost Jimmy Butler, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's also true. That's big. So, I really don't. I don't really see them as no real threat. And that's Toronto, it. they only like six games behind Milwaukee, so they're not that far back. Yeah. You know, so they shocked the hell out of me. But yeah. they, I think they they got good, co- great coaching too. Who? Toronto. Oh, I thought she was talking about. Um, you think Dwayne Casey still there? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about Philly. Uh Philly, Philly. I don't know what they what they got to do. What That's not coaching wise. So, so you have all those weapons. You have Jimmy Butler, N and B, and you're gonna drop a play at the end of the game for JJ Reddick. 
to win the game, the white man. I mean, he a shooter. Yeah. And man. you know he he search he gonna knock it down. Yeah, you're not gonna get the ball to Jimmy Butler. I mean, it's either him or JJ Redick if you need a three. Yeah, a three. Yes. Yeah, and Joel gonna clank it. Oh yeah, Joel. He's not that good. Ben Simmons. Yeah, nah. You're right. What you think? What y'all think they need to do with Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid down the line? I just don't understand how you're a guard and you can't shoot threes or mid-range. You have no post game. The only thing you can do is just lay the ball up in the paint, rebound. He's a good passer. I'll give him that. And he's a good facilitator. But in this league, I'm old school. Y'all know that. I believe you take two before you get three. You take the easiest bucket because you're closer to the basket first and then you expand to the three. But now you got all these motherfuckers just shooting from across the court all over the place behind the line because of Steph Curry. It's just not working anymore for you not be able to shoot, which is why I don't believe in Giannis. You can't hit free throws either. Oh, yeah, that's even worse. You got to be out of the game. Yeah, Philly in trouble too when Brooklyn get healthy. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. It really going to slide down. See, my my whole thing with, with Ben Simmons, to be specific, I feel like he has the tools. I feel like he has the tools to, you know, do mid-range, posting up. I think he just be in his head too much. He just he just too passive for me. Yeah. But I feel like he has all the tools to be one of the best in the league. He just he just got to say, man, effort. The critics going to talk regardless. So let me do my thing, and then, you know, if it works, Cool. If not, we're gonna go back to the drawing board till we get it right. But that, for me, it's the passiveness. It's the passiveness. Yeah. Cause he got like, like you said, he a great facilitator, and I feel like great facilitators they open up the game for themselves too because they're such great passes. You know, you gotta stay on guard the whole time. So he got the handle. We know he can get to the rim. Yeah. Why don't he do it? He's six ten with a handle like. Yeah, he um another thing with Philly, they tripped signing Al Horford. <laughs> that really ain't made no sense. Boston should have kept him. Yeah, he really shouldn't have left Boston. He tripped. Yeah, fair. you know yeah. how much money they giving him, Tyreek? I saw, I know Juwan, I know, but bruh, that made no sense. That made no sense. They spacing is horrible. Yeah, it's really bad. That's it. Yeah, it's not nineteen eighty five no more. That's what I'm saying, bro. So it's like. They really only signed Al Horford because he was the one giving Embiid problems in the playoffs. That's why they signed him. They might as well just start running the triangle offense. Yeah, but it's like they don't really, in my opinion, Ben Simmons and Embiid don't really fit. If you, you know what I'm saying, I just don't think they fit because it's been like what is year three, year four for them. Embiid been in the league since 2016, right? Yeah, um, 20. Nah, Ben Simmons been there since 16. Then Sims was 16 and B was 15, 15 right? 14. Yeah, so they didn't really start playing for real till like, 2017, right? Yeah, because, you know, and B was out for two, three years. Yeah, exactly. And then Ben missed his first year. So it's like, we done, this is like year four going on five on the experiments. And they still ain't really, you know what I'm saying, do nothing outside of Jimmy Butler. We'll see. I don't believe him. I don't know, cause Ben Simmons missed that first year too. So really, is really they ain't really working with. It's really like third year, third year. 
Yeah. So it's like, how long do y'all give him before he, you know, you look, you look elsewhere? This time is a something has to change. I mean, it's you see, they leading them to the playoffs. So what, what, what would you do to put that team to the next step? I think they need an aggressive guard. So yeah. they need to make a trade for Brent. Like get Ben Simmons out of there, and they need a guard that can score, so that when the guard's off the floor and B can do his own thing, and when the B's off the floor, the guard can take over, and then they can whoever's hot and they're both on the floor, they can just get cooking. Can I ask a quick question for the whole group? Yeah. Who if if somebody does have to go, if y'all if y'all the GM and y'all have to trade either Embiid or Simmons, who y'all letting go? Cause they said Simmons, but I might keep Simmons just off of Embiid's health history. But Ben hasn't Ben ain't really progressed for real offensively. And the counter the jump shot. To counter what you said, Caleb. So when Embiid has been hurt. What in the hell has Ben Simmons done when he's out there by himself? Well, see. Okay, go ahead, Caleb. What's up? No, nah, I'm going uh, to wait for you to say uh, say what you got to say before I say something. Oh, well, all I was going to say is it's like the team might not do well or they might reach below expectations, but, you know, he posted numbers. It don't. It's not the numbers we know it could be, but, you know, he posted rebounds, the assists the points here and there whenever he wants to. And he was, like, leading the league with top three and still. So, I mean, I'm just making the case, like, to keep Ben Simmons because Embiid got that health history. Yeah, you can say that, but, like – But I can see why you would trade Simmons because, you know, it's not too many 6'10 players who can handle the rock and this shit and do all this other thing. So, So you can get something back for your investment. I was just making the case for Simmons. All right, so my thing with that is you got five <laughs> seconds left in the game, the game tied, and B's not there. You traded him. You have Ben Simmons. When have you ever seen Ben Simmons try and shoot a game-winning shot? You can't give him the ball because you can't do it. You probably can get the ball to Embiid. Huh? Can you get the ball to Embiid? Embiid at least going to put the shot up. He going to make it, though. He at least going to put it up. Somebody got to do it. Is he gonna make what? What's the probability? I mean, Embiid is the better option than Simmons if we're talking about jump shots. And even if, like if he even if he like try to get to the rim and shoot free throws and win the game, Embiid is the better option. But I don't feel like it's that much better of an option. I can see where you come from. Juwan, what you had to say, bro? Well, um. One of the last few times that Embiid got hurt, Ben Simmons was actually putting up decent numbers. But like, I think he put up at least he was putting up at least twenty. Where like it was like three straight games. So I don't know if it's like a mental thing where they tell him like, yeah, get the ball to Embiid, or I don't know. But Ben Simmons is actually pretty decent when Embiid is off the floor. Yeah, he plays timid like Lonzo Ball. I don't know what's going on with both of them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. One of them got it. Either they gotta sit down and have a heart to heart. Or what? So in general with basketball, um, y'all think there's any issues with the league? Like for me, I just don't like how the league is soft now. You can breathe on a player, it's a flagrant foul and you reject it. You can't stand up for your teammates. I understand with the Malice and the Palace incident, 
but it, like the softness took out the physicality for the game. Or so, like, what what do y'all think on this? And what do you think the issues are in the NBA right now? Well, for me, me personally, the number one, the number one issue I have with the NBA is the officiating. There's no reason why it's like 2018, 2019, 2020. Don't get me wrong. I understand the refs are human and like bad calls are like bound to happen. But like some of these bad calls have happened at big moments, big games. And that's one thing for me. Like y'all have a whole replay center and y'all missing Kevin Durant, big ass, stepping out of bounds. Like. So oh my god, I remember that shit. Yeah, he was running. Yeah. He was in the first yeah. row. Yeah, and luckily, you know, it was a regular season game, but like what if that was a playoff game? What if that was game seven of the NBA finals? Like, and you missed that bad of a call. That was bad. And like, don't get me wrong, I know we can't go on what ifs, but I'm just putting it out there. Like so like me personally, it's the I can't stand the officiating. So like, some games is one sided. Other games, like you said, there they don't let the players play. You know, one game they call all these fouls from one player. The next game they're not calling nothing. They don't try to call nothing. It, the game is too soft. It's too watered down in some aspects of it. So, Zarek, I agree with you. The game is watered down and officiating is horrible at times. Tariq, Jawan? I mean, yeah, it's – Yes, it just uh, depends on the officiating, really, because they call – if you're a superstar, you might get the call. But now they try. I guess they're trying to be somewhat fair because I remember a time where LeBron would get grabbed and nobody would even reach for that whistle. And now it's like, oh, yeah, I guess we got to call it now. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, like – you. Uh, of course, the officiating, but another thing that I would say that I'm glad it kind of got restored this past offseason was with the team, you know, breaking up a little bit and it becoming a little more equal because with Katie on the Warriors, the niggas cheated. you know what I'm saying, <laughs> trying to shut the league down. So yeah. imagine if he re-signed with them. That's another five, that's not another four or five years of that. So it's like I'm glad it kind of broke that up. KD went his way. Um, Kawhi went with Paul George. LeBron got AD. You know what I'm saying? It's more balance. open. open. Yeah, it's more balanced. Yeah. It's more wide open, you know. Because they said that finals when it was LeBron with that trash cast team in 2018 against the Warriors, it was like the lowest rated finals in like 10 years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like we already know the outcome, so why watch it? So I'm glad that they kind of, you know, Balance the league out again. That's, yes. that's what's best for business, to be honest. 100%. And the league yes. is more entertaining when it's the Lakers are relevant. Of course, when the Knicks, whenever they get back up, when they're relevant, you know what I'm saying? Like the real, the league is at its best when, you know, when everything, when the, you know, the big teams at the top too. Yeah. The teams we know and love. Yeah. Like to have always been great are good. And yeah, I agree with you, Tyree, because um, like I remember when in 2018 when LeBron went to the finals with that Cavs team, I didn't even tune in to none of the games. I only saw the end of game one, and that's because Zarek FaceTimed me and told me LeBron was making it close. That's the only. <laughs> <game>. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh-huh. That's the only reason why I tune in. But yeah, I, I agree. I highly agree with that statement because I feel like it's like you said, it's more competitive. Like we pretty much all know that. I mean, we're gonna tune in to see what certain teams gonna do against Golden State when KD was on the squad. Yeah, we pretty much know the outcome, like you said. So I can I can highly agree with that. Yeah, that was a good point. Um. Also, I have another point. Also, another thing that they have to get rid of is load management. Yes. I you don't like it. No, because if you injured, just sit down. Don't don't try to Facts. play two games and then sit out for two games. Either you mm-hmm. hurt or you not. Yeah, I remember we went. Um, we were here in Orlando <laughs> for spring break. We wanted to go see yeah. Wade. We wanted to go see Melo, but they sat their ass down. Well, we saw Derrick Rose broke down the ass. <laughs> We saw Derrick Rose, Jim, uh, Jimmy Butler, and <laughs> like, not that they not yeah, great Rondo. players. Yeah, not like they're not great players, but you want to see the people, like, you know to be legends, like, bona fide yeah. Hall of Famers. Like, yeah. Here, here's the thing I got with, with love management. It's like, if you, if you, like, for instance, with Kawhi, if you already got the number two seed locked up, you know what I'm saying, you could sit out with, like, three, four games left because it's like – why risk something? You know, he tears ACL against the Kings, you know, and our season done for. But, like, the, the you know, taking breaks during during October, November of the season, it's like, bro, what you setting out for? You know, that don't – but, like Juwan said, if you heard, of course, sit out. But, like, I don't really mind it unless it's like a – like, if it's Christmas and you know you playing on Christmas, like, don't sit out. Yeah, cause that's gonna be lame, and that's that's the whole reason you playing on Christmas. And if you playing on TNT, you need to play. Yeah, Spurs do that all the time. I mean, it paid off for them getting you know titles and shit. But imagine a kid pay top dollars to see Tim Duncan, and he don't suit up. Or with us, we pay to see D Wade and Melo, and them niggas ain't even show up to the arena. Yeah. One thing I don't like about today's NBA games, y'all just already know this. I don't like all those big men shooting all those threes. Get on the block, post up, space the floor, see how people react when you post up. You can pass it out. You can do your own little ISO. You can get fouled, go to the free throw line. But no, everybody want to be Steph Curry. There should be no reason why you're seven feet tall shooting more than two or three threes a game. It's, yeah, it's just part of the game, bro. It's just evolving. But I just feel like they're trying to force this culture that you have to shoot threes. I understand, you know, if you're trailing in transition and it opens up and the shot's there, you can take it. But to design plays for a big man to shoot threes, that's that's just not it, bro. I can't stand that shit. I mean, do it not add more excitement to the game? No, not for me. I want to see niggas get dunked on in the paint. You can still see that. Yeah. Who? What big man doing that? Joel and B don't be booming on niggas? No. Giannis, AD. <laughs> okay, Giannis does it. Giannis does it. Joel and B then posterize John Collins and Andre Drummond? I don't know. He did. What teams did both of them play for? We ain't yeah. get to see it. It was on Bleacher Report. You got Twitter, don't you? I've been off that terrible app. Yeah, I. Right. 
You can still see dunks and shit, bro. No, bro. <laughs> if you want to, we can watch the dunk contest. You want to see dunks so bad. Those things have been weak, too. <laughs> they need to just get rid of it and incorporate a king of the court with the best yeah, all-stars. It kind of went up. It kind of got back, you know, better than what it was in, like, 2015, 2014. Really, yeah. after Zach Levine and uh, Aaron Gordon, that's when it went downhill. Yeah, you said the king of the court with the all stars, Eric. Yeah, three dribbles, go to eleven or it's seven. Not happen, Derek. It's not gonna happen because the egos. Three or, dribbles. Or if you don't want to look bad, do some two on twos. That's not gonna happen. Ain't nobody finna do that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> You're trying to see people tear their ACLs. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying because you gotta understand, we basically gonna watch them play one on one the next day. And then, like with the new rule, like the uh the target number thing, like that's that's where the competitive part come in. So yeah, okay. Look, my thing is, when have you ever played King of the Court in your entire lifetime, and somebody got hurt off a of King of the Court? King of the Court just be a, a fun mini game of basketball. Nobody yeah, really takes not, it seriously. We are not worth the hundred million dollars, Jay. Yeah, we not we not million dollars. You're not gonna get hurt off of a a mini game of basketball. You can control injuries. No, we seen people get hurt on far less. We saw Kawhi Leonard sit out a whole year because of Zaza Pachulia not closing out the great way. Who's to say that can't happen on King of the Court? John Wall towards the kids getting out of the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> so anything possible. Oh. And we ain't seen I him see playing two mean. years. Yeah, he's not gonna do nothing when he come back either. But that's for another day. <laughs> oh my God. You can't shoot. Hey, he better be a jump shooter when he get back. It has to be because that explosion gonna be gone. Yeah, he better have to be a jump shooter when Bradley Beal on the team. Yes, we were just talking about it's a shooting league. Everybody has to shoot. But he a point guard, so he meant to pass the ball. What he need to shoot the ball for? He a point guard. Bro, Rondo is starting to shoot threes. But I'm but but that's his logic though. He a point guard. What he need to shoot the ball for? You need to pass the ball. <laughs> you need to facilitate. Hey, what? How? Um, what impact do y'all think Steph Curry had on the game? Uh, people was comparing him to Iverson. I'm not gonna go that far, but I think he did have a major impact. Starting in 2013, when he had that double nickel game in the Garden. Yeah, that's where it all started for me. But yeah, you know. Trey Young is basically a seed of Steph Curry. Yeah. So he got niggas like that coming into the league. Everybody got to shoot now. You know what I'm saying? Like he, his yeah. impact. I you could say he not right there with out with Iverson, but he. Yeah, is he up there? Close, now? yeah. Cause he is changed he the same game. Yeah, because he has the MVPs and championships to account for. He up there? Yeah, he. He got to shoot now. Like that's why we was talking about trading Ben Simmons because he can't shoot at all. Yeah, Giannis. If Giannis had a three pointer, you know what I'm saying. That's why people say if Giannis can shoot, yada yada yada. I mean, but that's my thing. I don't think Giannis needed to shoot though. You saw what happened when he didn't. He couldn't shoot against Toronto. What happened? I mean, Kawhi would have been right there even if he did have the jump shot. Because look, Giannis. Giannis averages twenty eighteen. I mean, he averages twenty eight points just off getting to the rim, just off posting up. If you could put up the same amount of points without a sh- without shooting threes like Curry and James Harden, what's there the need for you to shoot? And you a power forward. 
I mean, Kevin, like, it's some exceptions to the rule. Like, I see Siakam, he's emerging. Uh, Kevin Durant, of course. But I really don't. I just really didn't feel like him shooting threes going to change anything. And to me, I think all these coaches are stupid. How they just letting the other team just shoot like that. There's ways and strategies to get around that. Because me personally, as a defender, if I'm on defense, I'd rather take two points than three. It's less points at the end of the day. You got to pick up niggas from past half court. They expand their range, so you got to pick them up further up. Communicate on the screens. Hedge on the screens. So when you get picked up off the screen, he still can't shoot. So let me ask this. For the, uh, the group, what do y'all think is the best way to uh, combat the three ball in the NBA today? You just got to communicate on defense. That it, It's not going to take an individual effort to stop somebody from shooting threes. It's a team effort. Because you in the league right now, everybody's setting those illegal screens, moving screens, so they're going to get open. But when there's somebody setting the screen, there's a person who's guarding the screener. So it's going to be their job to step up. Like I said, I'd rather take two than three every time. I'm taking them out the line. I'm taking them off the three-point line. If they go into the paint, hit them hard one good time, they're going to be scared of going there. They're going to force some bad shots. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably the thing to stop the three, probably communication. But it's like if the nigga can shoot, he's going to hit it regardless of how well you communicate. You got to beat the shooter to his spots. Easier said than done. Clay Thompson, cough, cough. Cause he gets his five with two hands in his face, he still smack it. Yeah. Don't even touch no part of the room. Yeah. But see, as a defender, you have to stay attached, especially to shooters. You know, yeah. you got to be right there. You got to beat them to their spots. You got to have effort. And you, you just got to know where their sweet spots are and know what they like to do, where they like to shoot. There's ways to stop it. That's why I'm not a believer in all that shooting shit. Truth to, to be told, it stops itself. Cause, like, as we all know, my favorite team is the Rockets. As I said at the top of the, uh, at the top of this episode, and it's really Ooh. the offense is really you funny. The <laughs> offense, the offense is literally legit. It's do or die. Like when it's hitting, it's a magnificent thing. But the other team is always gonna be in the game because you know you can go cold at any minute. And if you already cold, like the Rockets in Game Seven. For the 2018 conference finals, where he couldn't nobody hit nothing. Went 0 for 27. Like it, it just sometimes it just glides itself because you they shoot threes that can help get the fast break started. And the way guards are rebounding nowadays, you already got a one on one on the other end off a of missed three. So I think it just stops itself sometimes. Yeah, but like Tyree said, like Tyree said, something like it's one of those things where you just live with it, and you know whatever happens happens. Yeah, and like I always say about that three point shot, live by the three, die by the three, and that's exactly what it is. So, <laughs> as basketball fans, you know every basketball fans have to play two K. It's part of a tradition. If you watch basketball, two K is going to be in your home, right? Agreed. For the most part, yeah. All right, so what changes does 2K need to make? Like, 
there's so many small things wrong with the game, some big things that's wrong too. So what do y'all want to see in 2K21? Man, when you running, when you doing a uh, running with the ball, you bumping to somebody and lose the ball. Oh man, that's that ridiculous. Horrible. Yeah, that is god awful. For me, it's uh, t- for me, it's two things. Number one, the like the defense on that game is a little like it's a little bit too much. Like you'll set a screen, you'll have your man beat, and he just recovers super fast, and it don't even matter who it is. And like he just recovers super fast. I really don't like that. Not saying I want nothing easy, but. There's no reason why you send a hard screen and a player recovering that fast. And another <laughs> thing for me, I, I just feel like the shooting done got a little bit harder. I don't know if that's just me or what, but I, I didn't buy 2K19 or 2K20 for those two reasons. The game just got a little bit too hard. This man, Caleb, won handouts. Man. No, not, <laughs> even, not even. It's just like, let's say you had a long day. You want to come home. I'm not saying you want to completely dominate, but you don't want to get even more frustrated than added on to your long day already. Yeah. Freaking, you set a screen on Kyle Lowry, and you at the rim, he done caught up with you, and you got Kyrie Irving. How much sense do that make? And I like Kyle Lowry. I don't know why, but um, I don't know. I hate when I pump fake and they shoot a very early release for me when I clearly just tap the button. It's like the features want to work when it wants to, and that's not how it's supposed to the game is going to work. If I press a button, it's supposed to do what it's supposed to do. I feel you on that one. That can be annoying too, especially like when the game on the line and you may be down, or if, even if you're up and you're trying to ice the game. And on top of that, they shouldn't allow off-ball defense. That shit is overpowered. You Once a, a ball is passed, the, the closest player should be clicked on for the defender. And you have to guard. Yeah, I agree. Man up one-on-one. Brother Jay? That man sleep. That boy Juwan knocked out. Hell so, yeah. Damn Juwan. Y'all trying to uh, y'all want to get into some football talk before we wrap it up? We can. Yeah. Sleeper so, teams, man, who you got? Going to, going into this season for the AFC, I like I like the Bills. I want to see how the Titans. Uh, they they're not a sleeper team to me, but I want to see how they bounce back after the year they just had. Because mm-hmm. we are, and uh, and now one of us expected them to do something, and they did something. Yeah, they even had the lead on the Chiefs, so I want to see how they're gonna do. Um, so Bills, Titans. I want to see how, even though they're not a sleeper team, I want to see how Kansas City handled the pressure. But. That's that's my piece for the AFC. Tariq. AFC. Let's see. Yeah, I wouldn't say 
Tennessee. I'm probably definitely Buffalo. Um, like I said, it's really with the AFC is really not as unpredictable no more. Well, it's pretty yeah. predictable. I mean, shall I say, my fault, predictable, because you already know you got the juggernauts with uh Kansas City and Baltimore. You got Tennessee now, Buffalo up there, Houston may or may not. The AFC South is really, it's really gonna come down between. I mean, Indianapolis, that's my sleeper team, the Colts. Yeah, okay. They got a quarterback now. Oh Look, no, they have Philip Rivers. And you, the defensive end too. They added the Forrest Buckner. Yeah. So that D line got better, and then they got Darius Leonard, one of the best linebackers of the league. Right. So. Right. Yeah, and they have a better quarterback with Philip Rivers. So. Exactly. So that's my sleeper team right there. Indianapolis, bingo. Arizona, do not sleep on the Arizona Cardinals. Ain't nobody sleep on them no more, Zach. They would sleep last season. They they just lost a bunch of close games. They didn't have the personnel to get them over the edge at the end of games. You know, they were losing by one possession, field goal, touchdown. They just couldn't close out games. But now with the addition of Hopkins, they have the, the veteran Hall of Famer uh, with Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. Um. Kyler Murray is going to have a breakout year, I believe. They got Chandler Jones on the defensive end, the defensive anchor himself. So, they have a nice offense, too. The playbooks they have are good. It's just all about yeah. chemistry now. Yeah, they're not – they're not anybody sleeping on this year. Trust me, Jared. But the thing is, they're in a very hard division. They got the, the Seahawks, the Niners. And who who was the other team? The Rams. The Rams. The Rams. They're not good, so it's okay. You can't you can't ignore them, though. You can't. But Jared Goff is he's true. Yeah. See, this this is my thing. This is my thing. I see your point with the Cardinals, and I very well believe that you know they can snag a wild card spot. But you know the Forty Niners, you know they got a little bit better on both sides of the football. And you know the Seahawks. The, the last year, the Seahawks was the only team that I saw that like really gave it to the Forty ers Yeah. Outside of the Super Bowl, like both them games came down to the wire. The first, the Seahawks gave the Forty ers their first loss. The Seahawks almost got their first round by in the last game of the season, going against the Forty uh, ers So I feel like Arizona, they can do something. They can get their wild cards fight. But at the same time, like you said, for me, it's the division in the in the division they in, and you know, the Seahawks, you know, they don't back down from nobody. And you know, the Forty ers they just a complete team. So yeah, I, I feel like the Cardinals they're a few years away. Coaching, their defense for me, the Cardinals their defense is gonna be very underrated this year. That's gonna be the the deal breaker for me. Their defense. Yeah. Good point. They they actually they probably going. I think they're going nine to seven, ten to six. Yeah, I feel like me personally with this season, it's gonna be a very wide open year because so many teams on the right on the right day, as we saw with Tennessee, so many teams on the right day can do anything. Yeah, do y'all think the season gonna actually happen though? 
Oh, as of right now, mm-hmm. I don't know. Because pe- people are just, I don't, like, people are saying they get it. The coronavirus again for the second time. Yeah, how you get it again, bro? How do you, I don't yeah. understand that. <laughs> yeah, so like, like who got it twice? Just different people. Like I've seen different like celebrities and like regular people say they've gotten it the, a second time. A second uh, time, bro. Come on, yeah. that's like getting AIDS twice. Right. <clears throat> so I could like I could see the season happening because you know you never say never, you know. The NBA finna start back up, you know. Even though this is not like legitimate sports, the WWE they still doing that thing, you yeah. know. So I could see the NFL doing something, but at the same time, where it might be one of those things like with basketball, some people gonna play, some people not. Mm-hmm. But, and I've seen the NFL talk about they, you know, they're gonna try like throwing in crowds, you know, crowd swingers, make it seem like it's a crowd there to like. Make sure the game not missing nothing, but yeah, I say yeah, cause you know the never say never aspect. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't a season. Yeah, it's kind of hard to put <clears throat> all the people in a bubble though yeah. for each team. But, yeah, cause you know some people, you know, like if we're gonna be ready to play. I mean, they're gonna be ready to play. So yeah, and they're gonna want to play. So I can yeah. see a season happening. Hey, Zerk. What's up, man? The, uh, I saw, yeah, this test run was pretty good. What we need to do with all five. With, uh, with Tyson Facts. See what the uh, test run will look like. Yeah, that's true. Another person is going to make a difference, too. So, yeah. I mean, I think we did pretty well with all four of us. Man, Juwan fell asleep, bro. He just texted yeah, me. He just texted me. He's still awake, apparently. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get it figured out. I say, yeah. what is he doing? I have no idea. I'm gonna ask him. But I think uh, we'll be straight, even with Tyson being on board. I feel like this is a pretty good test run. Yeah. yeah. I say the only thing is, um, like, we really for me, my only takeaway is just like just being, even though we know this is a test run, I just say you know just be just be more prepared and. Spend a certain amount of time on a on a certain amount of topics. Yeah, and true. Just keep, yeah, like, Zach, keep, out, like, yeah, Zach, keep the topics rolling. Yeah, like uh, um, like when they get to a certain minute mark, you know, spend a certain amount of time on each topic. Shall I say? Yeah. Okay, cool. That's all yeah. I say. Have have like four, five, like five, six topics max. Yeah. And if it's something, okay, you cool. know, you got to also, like, just be able to uh, read it, too. If everybody's still going off that one topic and it's still engaging and stuff, you can keep it going a little bit longer. Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah. Other than that, that was smooth. And I'll say one more thing. Fresh. But th- this is for me. The na- I feel like we should probably do one more test run. Yeah. If we, yeah one more test run. And i say, like, on the next test run, I'll be, like, whoever brings up the topic, I'll be the last one to speak. Because I feel like I have talked the most, but like I wasn't trying to, so I want to make sure everybody I could like go on, yeah, and on. So I'm just putting it out there, like I'm gonna be the last one to speak the next test run. So you know, Bobby Brown, (laughs) 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 I'm gonna be the last one to speak. So you know, everybody get their statements out, and you know, I'm not talking for everybody. Yeah, we could do like another test run or a few test runs or whatever. It don't matter. Mm -hmm. 
This guy practice. Yeah, we'll probably get one in like a few weeks. He said because, uh, I got family coming in. So when you got family coming in. Probably have time. So, so what? Say when you got family coming in. Tuesday until like two Sundays from now. Alright, so just run once this Sunday. Run that and see if Tyson is is uh off his whatever he was doing sabbatical. And then uh right. then take the two week break, come up with some fine material. Yeah, yada yada. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna play around the app too and see what I can do with like editing. And I feel like we should add like a instrumental in the background that's really low. You know what I mean? So it's not like really solid. <laughs> so you go, we're gonna be like the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> Ho, 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 <laughs> it's the time. I'm joking. Morning, show. All right, that's cool. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, your, it's your show. Go ahead. I'm cool with whatever. Yeah, same, man. Astronaut, I might need one of your beats, bro. I got you, bro. Yeah, so just... Man, just something for the background. Yeah, I got you. And uh, this is my last suggestion. I feel like... Even, like, this is your show, and I'm not trying to take over what's over, but, like, this is just a suggestion. Like... A few like a few days like y'all trying to do the next test run on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I feel like you know we should all like think about things we we want to talk about and put them in a group chat and then you know um, the five best get like, get in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, cool. So you know we have like for the five six topics like we all agreed on that topic and we all have a set amount of time for the amount of time we gonna spend on that topic. For sure. All right, man. Just trying to stay organized. But I'm going to save this episode Thanks. and I'm going to, like, listen to it again and see what we can do better. But, All right. Yeah, and drop I'll some pros it. and cons tomorrow or something. Yeah, I got you. All right, better. Yeah. All right, y'all. I'm, I'm about to finish the rest of these beers. On and out. I stole cold. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Right, Good test run. Yeah. Mm-hmm.